Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. It's Wednesday, March 2nd, 2022. I am Andrew Hansen, here to talk about the Arnold Palmer Invitational. Ready to break down this tournament from a DFS perspective and see if we can go low here in Orlando at Arnold's course. And it's going to be very similar to last week, uh, the Bear Trap, Jack's course, where scoring is tough. There's lots of water, lots of sand, uh, and it's not going to be like some of these tournaments we've had recently with 20 to 30 under as the winning score. It is a par 72 and a little bit longer course, 7,466. It's the Bay Hill Club and Lodge. Been played here for quite some time, since 79. And as it is an invitational, it's a little bit smaller field than the maximum. We'll have 120 players teeing it up this week, five of the world's top 10. So a little bit easier to make the cut, and we've got some big names to consider. I mentioned that the scoring is is difficult here, and it was uh, one of the top 10 most difficult for scoring last year on tour. The average round was 73.1, so over a shot over par. The cut the last three years has been plus one, plus two, or plus three. Uh, The winning score has ranged from four under to 19 under, but usually it's in that 11, 12, 13, 14 under range. Again, like last week where we saw Sepp Straka uh, win it at 10 under. Three-inch rough here, just like last week. Uh, Water on nine holes. The weather is going to be decent mid-80s. The wind right now projected to be 10 to 15 miles an hour, maybe a little bit less than that on Thursday, the opening round. Uh, But we'll keep an eye on that because if it gets gusty, then you can really see some high scores like last year in that final round. A lot of guys shooting mid to upper 70s. So, uh, you know, pars pars are a pretty good score here, but you do get the four par fives. Got to take advantage of that. And I mentioned the length here at 7,466 yards. Uh, a lot of the par fours are longer, between 450 yards and 500. Um, but let's turn to the stats that I am going to break down this week. And that is uh, greens and regulation for the current season, and then par three scoring from 200 to 225 yards. And what I'm going to do this week is is start with the greens in regulation uh, and kind of go back and forth with my par three stat. And the reason I picked these this week is that the last three winners of this event have been in the top 10 in greens and regulation for that week. Uh, and then the par threes, they're, they're lengthy par threes here, and uh, they measure... 199, 215, 221, and 231. So really, they're right in and around that 200 to 225 yard range. So I've looked at uh, par three scoring this season for players on those length of holes because the last three winners of this event have been in the top three in par three scoring for that week. So let's start with greens and regulation and the individual who's number one in that stat for this year, none other than world number one, John Rahm. Now, it's interesting. This is his first appearance in this event. Uh, I also saw that he uh, has just announced that they are expecting another child. So a lot going on for John as he tries to figure out this this track. Um, And I I don't think I want to pay up for him this week. 
with his first appearance. I saw another stat that most of the winners here, uh, they do it in about their fifth visit to the course. Uh, so I'll probably fade John Rahm this week. You know, there are some other studs we can pay up for who have uh, more course history here. Next on this list, Lucas Glover. So we go straight to a mid-tier option, 7,200 on DraftKings. Uh, love his course history here. Much different for this Florida resident. He's made nine of 12 cuts here, including two top 10s, coming off two straight top 40s this year, including last week at the Honda. Uh, so Glover is in play for me. Kevin Kisner, same price on DraftKings, 7,200. He finished second here back in 17. Uh, he last played in Phoenix, uh, tied for 38th. So he's worth a look. Uh, Corey Connors. All right, this is one of the guys who makes the top 25 in greens and regulation. And the other stat I'm going to be talking about, the par three scoring. Now, what's interesting is that there are five guys on this list who are in the top 25 of both statistical categories. But there's a few of them that I don't plan to play this week. And Corey Connors is one that I'm hesitating on. He's 7,600, so a really good price. Uh, he finished third on this course last year, but he's missed three of his last four cuts. So, you know, he's the, the perfect example this week of a guy who not playing well, but fits this course well and has good course history. So if he turns it around, he could finish top 10 again. Uh, or if he continues this current streak, then he won't play this weekend. Sam Burns, very similar. He's uh, in the top 25 of both of these stats. In fact, he's the best this season in the par three scoring from 200 to 225 yards. Um, so, uh, but, he, you know, he's been missing cuts. And uh, it was really back in the fall where he kind of did his damage uh, where he played well. And so he's kind of regressed a little bit. Does he figure it out this week? Uh, not likely to make the cash lineup for me. Next is Victor Hovland, who missed the cut in Phoenix and then turned around and finished tied for fourth at Genesis. He's a pay-up option here, 10-8. He's one of the guys who got hit with that tough, uh, tough uh, playing conditions over the weekend last year in this event and kind of dropped down the leaderboard. I am more interested, though, in the next guy on the list, Will Zalatoris. Uh, he is our thumbnail this week, uh, thanks to Crash, who put that one together. And Will is an interesting uh, figure for this week because uh, he played uh, at Wake Forest in college on the Arnold Palmer Scholarship. And last year he played here, finished tie for 10th. So he's got a little connection to Mr. Palmer, likes this course. He had uh, two top 10s in January. Um, so with his, you know, greens and regulation, his consistency there, Tita Green, uh, Will Zalatoris is uh, high up the list in my player pool this week. Sung J.M. is next. And our members, uh, you know, felt the pain last week with Sung Jay missing the cut. And it was a strange one because the four mid-tier guys I gave out to our members on DraftKings, they all made the cut. Uh, but then I ended up adding Sungjae to that group uh, for my cash lineup, so it didn't work out. On FanDuel, it was, uh, you know, it was okay. Uh, only four guys made the cut, but that was enough in the cash games uh, to, to turn out some winners. Um, so uh, Sungjae, you know, 
he fits this course really well. He's played it three times, made the cut every year. He has two top tens out of those three trips. Just a little hesitant after he missed the cut last week, just missed too many putts. Um, so more of a GPP option for me this week. Scotty Scheffler, 10-6, another pay-up option. He followed up that win recently with a tie for seventh. Um, you know, some of these pay-up guys wouldn't wouldn't be surprised at all if they make the top 10. Uh, but I am leaning again towards a bit of a, a balanced build on DraftKings this week, so I don't think I'll get to uh, Scotty. Next is Seamus Power, a uh, f- friend of the of the program, 7,600. He finished at that, that top 10 at Pebble Beach, but he's missed two cuts in a row since then, uh, so I may lay off of Seamus this week. Next is Russell Henley, 8,500. He's finished tied for 33rd two weeks in a row. Uh, so we'll see if he can go three for three, just like Russell Knox did recently. Odd statistical situation uh, for Henley. Luke List, 7,500. Of course, a winner this year on tour. Uh, but I don't like his trend. After that win, he went tied for 53 and then missed the next cut. So I will probably uh, hold off on List this week. Jason Kokrak. All right, here's the first guy who's on both statistical lists this week. 8,400, solid price on DraftKings. His last two events, tied for 17th, tied for 26th. Uh, so he's the first guy that I, I would really consider playing. Uh, he's got that nice combination of greens and regulation, par three scoring. We know he's really improved his putting lately. Uh, so he's a possibility. Next is Hideki Matsuyama. Another pay-up option for one of the top guys in the world, 10-3. He last appeared at the Genesis, finished tied for 39th. I watched most of one of his rounds there, and he was just all over the place. You know, kind of erratic with his ball striking, uh, scrambling, you know, and and managed to put up a decent score, um, you know, hitting some putts to be able to get that top 40, but not quite, you know, razor, razor sharp. So he probably won't, won't make the cash lineup for me. Next is Taylor Gooch. Uh, he's also on both of these lists and another guy that I don't think I'll play coming off that missed cut at the Genesis. Uh, 8,600. I like some other guys better in that price range. Uh, two more guys on this list. Kevin Na, 7,400. He finished second here in 2010. Matches matches up well on this course. Uh, you know, not a big hitter, but just get on the green in regulation. Uh, strong short game, and he's really good on the par threes. He's tied for fourth uh, in that par three stat this year. And then finally, Billy Horschel, 8,900, you know, solid option, making lots of cuts. In fact, three straight top 20s. So I think he's a fine play as well. All right, let's turn to the par three scoring, the guys who I haven't mentioned yet. We already hit Sam Burns, who's number one in that stat. How about Brendan Todd? Second in the par threes, only 6,900 on DraftKings. He's made three straight cuts. Uh, He's an option. Really good putter as well. Uh, So I like that price. Next is a potential value play. Jonathan Bird, excellent on these par threes. He's only 6,000. He's minimum price on DraftKings. Uh, He finished tied for ninth at Pebble, and then he missed the cut at Phoenix. So if you want to go a little more stars and scrubs, you could consider him. I mentioned Kevin Na. I mentioned Connors. Next is uh, Ches Reeby. You know, with this par three stat, you get some more uh, 
you know, value guys because it's not about big, big hitters. Uh, so Ches Rivi fits that mold, uh, played him a fair amount this year. He finished tied for 10th at the Genesis. That was his last appearance. So he's playable at that price. Siwoo Kim is next. This one's interesting. He's 7,300, and he's made six straight cuts in this calendar year, but he's missed his last two cuts in this event. He shot an 80 in the first round last year and then withdrew. The year before that, I think it was 70 and 79. So, uh, you know, can he rein it in and be a little bit more consistent? Uh, GPP option only there. Next, Max Homa. I like this profile here, okay? 8,700, so he's a little pricey, but his last two events, tied for 14th, tied for 10th, and he was tied for 10th in this event last year. Next would be another value play. Zach Johnson, or should we call him the captain of the next U.S. Ryder Cup team, 6,300. He did miss the cut last week at the Honda, but he uh, he just rolls off the cuts here, uh, making the cuts every every trip to this event. Uh, so could be one of those guys to just sneak into the weekend and make the lineup work. Cameron Young, 7,500. Man, he's really playing well. Bursting onto the scene with that high finish at the Genesis. He's made five straight cuts, including two straight top 20s. So uh, he's got the the par three scoring this going this year. And he's got the power, uh, you know, even though he's not a, a, a huge player. Uh, 7,500, playable for me. Taylor Gooch, I mentioned him. Next is Martin Laird, 7,000. And he actually won this event back in 2011. And he always makes the cut here, 10 out of 11 times. He's made three straight cuts this year, including a T14 in Phoenix. So there's a value play I think is pretty steady. And then we've got Jason Kokrak, who I mentioned, Matthew Wolf, who was terrible last week at the Honda, putting up real big scores, missing the weekend. Not going to play him. Finally, Chris Kirk had a real nice week at the Honda finished tie for seventh after the final round didn't quite go the way he wanted. Uh, he's 7,500. He also was top 10 here last year. So a lot going right for Chris Kirk and a very fair price tag on DraftKings. All right. A uh, couple other things here before I wrap up Keith Mitchell, let's, let's hit a couple random guys. Keith Mitchell. Uh, he was one of the core plays last week for us. Played well, uh, got in that top 10. He's 8,100 on DraftKings, and he's one of these guys who's actually just outside of the rankings on those stats I mentioned for both of them. So, uh, you know, I tried to zero in on the top 25, but he's he's up there pretty pretty high in the list for greens and regulation and par three scoring. Just really steady, confident, ball striking, uh, and on this course, he's played it three times, made the cut every year with two top tens, just like Sun JM. So. Uh, I'm going to go with Keith Mitchell this week and save some money there. Uh, Tommy Fleetwood, I, I do want to mention him because of his course history. He's played it five times, made the cut four times with three top tens, but he's sort of like Sanjay and missed the cut last week at the Honda by a couple strokes, and he went 69-74. Uh, Tommy's just one of those guys that, uh, you know, I'm tempted to play quite a bit because he's got that winning upside. Um, so we'll keep an eye on him. You know, I don't have full confidence in him based on his recent form, 
but I do like the upside and, and how he matches up to this course. Uh, some other winners and, and runners up who have, we haven't mentioned yet. Bryson, of course, the defending champ won't be playing this week because of injury. Lee Westwood was a runner up last year. He's made 11 of 14 cuts here, three straight cuts this year, including tie for 42nd last week, the Honda, uh, Tyrrell Hatton won it in 20. Now this is an interesting profile because he has three straight top tens for his last three tournaments, but none in February. The, they were back in January, so he hasn't played in a bit. And will will the rust uh, be an issue or not? He's 9,300. You know, if he's been practicing hard, then, uh, you know, maybe that would be a, a wise investment. Mark Leishman was the runner-up that year. He's had a great course history here, 9 of 12 cuts. And he has had two straight top 20s, but... At the Genesis, he hit less than 50% of his fairways, and I think he'll need to improve on that stat if he wants to contend this week. In 19, the runner-up was Matt Fitzpatrick. Uh, He's another guy who's just outside the top 25 in these stats, like Keith Mitchell. Uh, But great course history. The last three events here, tied for 10th, tied for 9th, and that second place. And he's got two straight top tens this calendar year. So Fitzpatrick is a is a key play for me this this week. The winner back in 18, Roy McElroy, and he loves this place. Seven for seven on, on made cuts. And lately he's had eight straight top 20s wherever he's been playing worldwide. Uh, so at 11-1, he's a big pay-up option on DraftKings. But I do kind of like that one. I think I would probably lean... Rory over Rom uh, and save that 300 bucks if you want to pay up. Uh, Leishman was the winner back in 17. Uh, Kisner, we've talked about his runner up finish here. Uh, Stenson was the runner up in 15. Uh, big fan of his, but he missed the cut last week. Uh, don't trust his game right now en- enough to roster him. Keegan Bradley, though, the runner up in 14, I do trust his game enough. He's made four straight cuts. And in this event, he's made nine of 10, uh, including three top tens. So uh, 7,300 for Keegan is uh, worth a look for me this week. Justin Rose was the runner up in 13. Uh, He finished 62nd at Pebble Beach. Um, He kind of lost a bunch of strokes on his approach game, uh, which I don't think is the right formula coming into this event with all the water. So I'm going to fade him. And same thing with Graham McDowell, the runner-up in 2012, coming off a missed cut Phoenix. All right. Uh, I do want to mention two value plays before I wrap up. And uh, also just want to invite you to hit that thumbs up if you don't mind uh, and subscribe to the YouTube channel if you haven't already. Also, feel free to throw a comment on there, anything you like about the show, anything you would like to introduce or have me introduce it. Uh, uh, certainly open to your feedback and appreciate all your support. So let me end with a couple potential value plays. Patty Harrington, I talked about him last week on the show, didn't end up rostering him. Uh, glad that I didn't because he missed a cut by one, but I was keeping an eye on him, you know, pretty steady. No big surprise there, you know, 73-70. So just missed it, uh, 6,200. I'm more likely to play him this week. Uh, he did make the cut in this event last year. Tied for 31st. So I think there's a good chance he battles and makes the cut this week. 
And then finally, uh, Adam Long, 6,100. Potential long shot for you there, pun intended. He uh, he's made two of three cuts in this event, including a top ten. Uh, lately, you know, not great form, but he he did make the cut at the Genesis. Not the best weekend, shooting seventy four seventy five, but uh, that's part of the reason why he's priced at sixty one hundred on DraftKings. So that is the rundown. Try to get as many guys in as I could in an efficient fashion. Thumbs up, thumbs down type situation. Give you some stats to consider as you put your lineups together. If you want my lineups, jump in today with a membership at dfscoachtalk.com. You'll get into our Discord, and I will give out the lineups tonight. The DraftKings Coaches Clipboard with core plays highlighted and pivots. And then the full lineups on FanDuel and Yahoo for your cash build and your GPP build. Thanks again for tuning in. Uh, if you have any questions, you can find us on Twitter at DFS Coach Talk. You can find me on Twitter at Language Olympic. Bonus points if you can tell uh, the picture that I have there, what golf course that's from. And I will be back again next week to continue to talk golf with you. So on behalf of the entire DFS Coach Talk team, thank you for tuning in. I'm Andrew Hansen. We'll see you next time as we look to crush it in DFS.